Konbawa. Hi, everybody. I am Jack. I just wanted to take a minute to introduce Terrorist Out. So Terrorist Out is a podcast about a show about six strangers living together, and we observe how they interact. All that they've prepared is a beautiful home and automobiles. And all that we've prepared is a couple of microphones, opinionated friends, and an hour of our time. There's absolutely no script at all. We are watching and reviewing, and we absolutely hope you love the show, follow along, and enjoy. I'm Michelle. And I'm Caitlin. And we're ready to get terrorist out. (laughs) Okay, welcome back to episode three. So now that we're here, let's get right into our recap of what happened in episode two. Because, I mean, continuity, right? (laughs) Um, So first, I mean, clearly the most important thing is the temper incident. The temper incident. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. I just like literally now every time (laughs) we say the tempura incident, I just think of like tempura shrimp butts, like just like dancing in the air, like doing a can can. (laughs) I'm so like I feel like I'm gonna get tempura and someone's gonna take it from me. Maybe that's I my know. biggest fear now out of this. <laughs> like, no, it's mine. Junk you can't pie. have it. <laughs> I mean, they're really tasty. So it's like, don't take my temper. It's literally like, I love how everyone was saying on the panel that I hope this doesn't give like foreigners like a bad idea of temper. <laughs> no, um, I want to eat it every day. <laughs> I know. Now I just am hungry for tempura, which is yeah. just hilarious. I know. That was insane. That, that whole dream debate, which was really intense for episode two i mean this is like what the second night in the house yeah and just like discussions and you and i deep. were able to have some deep deep discussions i know about it, it as deep. well yeah oh, this is a discussion it was intense man it's this is not like any reality show like can you imagine having discussions like that like on the second night in a house like if you were on the real world or something like, could you like most of the shows i feel like people would be so afraid to share their opinion especially oh, if it differs I feel like people oh, are God. so ready to agree on things, whether or not they actually do agree, because they don't want to have a, a discussion about it. Oh my gosh, I had that conversation with my boyfriend today. He was like, you know, we can like not, we don't have to agree on everything. And I was yeah. like, I am aware. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a sign of an adult, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maturity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I think okay. it goes into maturity. Oh God, I hope so. That was intense. But before that even happened, Corey and Shohei made plans for Saturday. Yep. So that's awkward when you make plans for like, oh, yeah, let's hang out for Saturday. Let's just also low key, like have a really deep discussion about like values. (laughs) (laughs) Right before we go into our day. I know. And like, great. And we don't agree. We clearly don't agree. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so that's and the fact that he asked her out in front of everyone. Too. I know. Like oh no pressure. That <laughs> whole thing that everyone discusses this entire episode. I mean, three people, three, two separate conversations are had about that. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. And uh, the whole is is Kenny fake debate was just 
fun. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, we still got to find mean, out. I mean, seriously, I, I also understand, though, like, sure, but, like, also, it's been one day, guys. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I guess if they're having that deep of a conversation and they feel like someone isn't contributing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how you could feel a little gypped. <laughs> yeah, his his pace of opening up isn't matching the rest of the house right. yet. It's just it's like why am I even bothering to open up with you if you're not yeah. open up with me? Um exactly. I guess him being his bandmate being like, Well, I mean it's one day, guys, but I mean you're also in a reality TV house and they know what Terrace House is. This show has been on for many years and each season is on for an entire year. So it's not like they didn't come into this house knowing this was knowing. part of part of the job because yeah, at it, house, it studied up <laughs> conversations are very no- normal just like how people getting drunk on the first night and falling into the pool on the bachelor is normal right <laughs> it's the same thing Expected. it's just what you expect right yeah. so speaking of kenny kenny and haruka had a guitar lesson and that was very flirty and both of them said they were very excited about the other person and it seemed very cutesy and all the girls are riled up. They also made plans to go on a date to Haruka's friend's concert, mm-hmm. right? And then Ruka and Risiko made plans to go to the movies to see Detective Conan, the anime film. I know, it's so cute. I love how Risiko is like, not super interested, but I guess I'll go. Yeah, she's just like, well, I'm so down. <laughs> yeah, it's she's amazing. like pretty like chill about it. She's like, yeah, she's like, okay, I'll check it out. We'll see. <laughs> she's like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, she's just not sure how she felt about it. But this episode opens up episode three with them going to the movie. <laughs> so that's how this episode opens. So we're just gonna go right into that. Yeah, they go to get pancakes and go to the movies. That pancake shop is super cute. They get Dutch baby pancakes. This pancake shop has savory pancakes as well as sweet pancakes. And apparently there is something called the plane incident that happens here. (laughs) Another food incident. (laughs) Yes, another incident surrounding food where where they're discussing what how it's so tasty and what flavor it is and whatever and uh, what the ingredients are. And then Ruka goes, it's plain. And then Risiko just starts laughing and she asks him if he he thinks that plain is an ingredient (laughs) and not a flavor. (laughs) <laughs> and the surprising thing is he thinks it is an ingredient yeah no he was legitimately yeah, confused he, was, he legit was confused yeah and then he he points at the picture on the menu and he goes but isn't it but it's his plane <laughs> and, and Risiko just giggles and she's just like no plane plane is as is the name, like what taste it is. I like, <laughs> like that she like flavor. looks it up to, to like <laughs> give him the facts. She's like, she yo boy, here are the straight facts. I, just, I can't. It's just so <laughs> plain as how you describe. I just the I food. thought that was so cute. Clearly he does not he just he's just so cute. He's just he's just a cinnamon roll. Like Yeah, but if I, I was, was there I would have been like, okay. Yeah, I mean, she was just like, I, I can't, I, I'm so surprised she kept her face, like, yeah. straight like that. I would have been laughing, um, and then I would have been like, are you serious? 
Yeah. That was just, I mean, he, he's literally like the baby. So like, yeah. if you think about it, everyone looks at Ruka and they're like, look at that face. He's so he cute. looks like he could be a K-pop star or an actor. <laughs> and then he asks if plain is an ingredient. So I have a feeling that the older women in the house are not going to see him as a romantic candidate. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I feel like he's so cute, but like I think he, I think the baby has a lot of growing to do. Yeah, I don't okay. think he's ready for a lot of the, the older no. women. The older women kind of know what they want. Mm-hmm. I think they're, you know, yeah. more mature and a little bit more serious. That I think they yeah. see him as someone that they <laughs> want to so cute. You know, like they just want to like take care of him. I mean, sure. Given plain is not. A Japanese word, it is an American word that um, they use in Japan as well. So it's a foreign word. Mm-hmm. But in Japan, English is required as the subject, um, mm-hmm. usually grammar and audio lab. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. And, oh, Risiko <laughs> asks him why he doesn't, his face doesn't get red when he talks to her when she's a girl. I oh, love yeah. that because it's really funny. Right before they led into that date, the studio panel, they were saying how, you know, how weird it would be. You know how he tells everyone that his face gets super red every time he talks to girls. And like if you were a girl and he talked to you and his face didn't get red, like how awkward is that? And yeah, because then, then you're like, oh, are you not attracted to me? Are you? <laughs> Am I not? And then that was cute enough. <laughs> they had. And it was like hilarious. But then he went, oh, like you're just the easiest person to talk to in the house. And like, they both kind of acknowledge that of each other, which was super cute. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they get along really well. I do think they're cute together. They're so cute. And they have like very similar energy, mm-hmm. but I also feel like, I don't know if she also feels, yeah, like she isn't sure if she's hanging out with someone like in a platonic way or Mm -hmm. if there's potential for romance at all. Yeah. Uh, I think their little hangout, the two of them kind of had different ideas or like different perceptions of the day. Right. Which Risiko also brings up to Shohei, which she says like, she's not really sure how, or I think she said, or she brings up the girls. She says she doesn't really know how to feel about it because she's Mm -hmm. like not sure if it counts as a date Mm -hmm. at all. And so, and then also like before they even have this conversation, like fast forward to just Ruka and Risiko in general in this entire episode. Quickly after this, we find out Ruka has a fever and he's sick. And Risiko ends up, like, taking care of him. She goes outside to, like, buy him medicine. Super sweet and, like, thoughtful of her to do that. The other members of the house were like, wait, you're going to go buy it now? Because I think it was kind of late at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah, it was late at night. Yeah, and she was like, yeah, I have to. And they were like, oh, my gosh, she's, what a good girl. Like, Mm -hmm. and she tells him, like, she's so cute. She's like, oh, my gosh. He goes, how far away did you have to go? And she's like, literally three steps. And he's like, three steps? She's like, yep, just literal three steps outside from our door. And yeah, she's like, no problem. Like, yeah, she's like, anything. Yeah, it's just so cute. And like, she's so thoughtful and like the way that she's acting. Like, it could also be just a very thoughtful friend. Mm-hmm. But then she also mentions later to Shohei in a conversation that after, 
you know, she gives him the medicine and she comes out to eat that Ruka had told her that he had had a dream about her Mm -hmm. when he was like taking a nap. And then he like woke up and was like, I had a dream about you, which is (laughs) the title of the episode dreamed of her. And you were at the hair salon. And she was like, okay. okay. (laughs) And basically like they have this ensuing conversation about how, they she believes that Ruka is just I don't he they she doesn't think it's intentional, mm-hmm. but just he's very naively unaware of yeah. the way that he is acting towards women and like maybe he's just too innocent and cinnamon rolly to like realize that like he's kind of leading people on a little bit. Yeah. Where he and, just like, comes across a little flirty and fun. Yeah, he's throwing out these like flirt vibes that he yeah. just like, is so innocent. That he has zero idea what he's doing. Yeah. And she talks about how, like, he's probably very unaware, Mm -hmm. but he's, like, unknowingly broken a lot of hearts probably through the years. And she says, like, if I was a person who is, like, inclined to be, like, love at first sight, like, it would probably, I would probably be under the wrong impression. Mm -hmm. And so, like, she's just, like, I feel like he thinks that we're just hanging out and we're just friends and, like. I can take it that way because I don't fall like I don't like get she's like I don't get love at first sight type of stuff like she just doesn't get like fall in love that easily I guess or is kind of what she implied mm-hmm. so it just it kind of made me think like what counts as a date mm-hmm. and like what makes a plan to like hang out like as a platonic thing or like what makes an actual date like what do you think you would need from someone to like know like what assurance do you think you would need would you, would you need an assurance like would you ask if it was you Caitlin um, I don't I don't know if I would ask I would definitely kind of like look for signs I think intention makes a difference like yeah. say someone asks me out and I'm not really interested, but I'm like, oh, they're fun and nice. And, you know, I want to hang out with them. In my mind, I'm probably thinking, oh, it's just a hangout. Like, it's, right. you know, casual. However, on the opposite end, if that person who asked me out and I said yes, they probably think of it as a date. And right. I think, I think, so I think the intention right. there makes a difference. And I think mm-hmm. the vibe of the date slash hangout makes a difference. You know, right. like if they're very flirty if they're you know physical you know like if say they like are touching your hands or they're like in close proximity like I think for me to kind of know the difference between a hangout and a date is if the person that I'm with is making that close contact right like I think physicality for me was just a really flirty person and that would confuse me I I really think that that would confuse me. Like, right? I, really like I totally confusing. get where she's coming from, where she's right. like, it's like hard is he leading me like, on? On the, other hand, on the other hand, like, for example, I'm a super introvert. Like, yeah. I'm pretty, I, I go out and, like, go to concerts and stuff. But, like, when I hang out with people for the first time, like, I like to hang out at home. Like, mm-hmm. I like hang, I mean, it's this is probably why, like, I've not had a lot of great successful relationships. But, like, to me, like, I would much rather stay home and watch a movie, like, get to know someone or, like, go out for ice cream and, like, a walk or something. Like, I mm-hmm. like I don't – but that is also, like, very – something I would be comfortable doing with my friends. But, like, I prefer to do that 
also with people that I'm kind of interested in because I'm one of those people that like I really like movies and books and like things like that and I feel like if I'm not really a person who goes out to bars so (laughs) I don't think like going to a bar to find someone to like date is probably smart for me because Mm -hmm. like if someone met me at the bar and they're used to going out every night and I'm literally not an out door like an out night out at night person like we're not gonna work out because they're not gonna want to do the same things I do maybe they will but like I'm definitely not gonna want to go out and party all the time so totally you're like um, I wanted this you know have a picnic or go on a walk or but I also watch tv yeah because I like to do things like that I think sometimes when I feel like I'm interested in someone it's hard for people to read me yeah, I definitely am too, because I feel like I'm more of a closed off person. Like, I feel like it's right. hard for me to, like, I'm definitely never someone to, like, make the first move. I'm never someone that asks, like, is initiates a date. Like, I'm very kind of passive, and I'll kind of wait yeah. for someone to make that move first. And so that's, that's why. you're a cancer, and I'm, my Venus is in cancer. So, <laughs> so you've got get it. it. Yeah, I like, that it. makes it hard. So then oh when God. someone is flirty, or does make, you know, a gesture, I'm usually like, oh, like, I'll probably take it as a date, or I'll, you know, like, I would probably get that, get that vibe. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, it would be just, it would be really nice if the person who wants to date you, or, like, Mm -hmm. is interested in you, that they would, like, tell you, like, for Although Shohei, which we will discuss later, reneges, like, kind of, like, kind of pulls back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Initially, in episode one, when he, in front of everyone, it says, I'm interested in, mm-hmm. in you, Kaori. It's strongly. very obvious. Like, I would like to ask you out. Yeah. Like, that seems obvious. So and I me, appreciate when, that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. But, like, I didn't appreciate when he, like, went back on his word and was like, well, I only wanted to, like, talk to you as a friend. No, yeah. you didn't. Like, yeah. let's be real, dude. But we'll get to that in a second. Like, I just, I don't know. I think that it's important. But that's the thing. Like, there's also those guys who do say, I'm, I'm interested in you strongly. But then, mm-hmm. like, when you actually go out and you ask them, like, well, what did you mean by what you said? Yeah. And then they go, oh, well, I just meant I was interested in getting to know you as a yeah, person. Yeah, I was like, oh, it was nothing, blah, blah. And it's like, blah, well, blah, then blah. why did you make it a point to single me out in front of yeah. all the girls? Like, yeah. were you trying and to say, create drama? Like, yeah, I don't exactly. understand. For him like, to be, like, so, very straightforward, I'm interested right. in you. Like, do you, do you want to go out? Like, it was very, very seemingly obvious and straightforward. So. Yeah. Yeah, so no, that that's really is, confusing as well. Yeah, that is confusing. So I guess what counts as a date really just depends on the person. This isn't really helpful, is it? Like, it isn't, because, and I think that's why it makes it so complicated. Like, yeah. I think that's why, like, dating is hard. And, like, I think that's why it can be so up and down is because a lot of times people can't, you know, like, uh, kind of distinguish the difference. I think it's hard. I think it depends on, it depends on who you're dating and kind of how... Do you think it's important to, like, actually, when you start getting to know someone or, like, you're romantically interested in someone, do you think it's important to actually go on a date instead of just hanging out? I do, yeah. Because I, so I think, like, you know, little things, like, when you go out to dinner, you know, how do they treat right. the waiters and the servers? Right. Things like paying the bill. You know, I think, I think going on an actual date, 
like, you know, like a setup day, I think can show a lot about a, a person right. as well. And right. it just, I think going on an actual date is what separates you from dating and just friends. That is true. And like, even when we say an actual date, I think, I think what we need to like also clarify too for the listeners is like when I personally mean date, like I don't even need anyone to like spend money on me. Mm-hmm. It's more like just the thought of like, yeah. you know, thinking of something to do or like something I might be interested in or yeah. like even if it's like, hey, I know that you like this, like why don't we – watch the new Harry Potter at home. I don't know. Like there's Yeah, no, no it's it's the thoughtfulness. It's like making a plan, like or like going out to get ice cream or like yeah. going to watch the sunset. Like uh-huh. you know, like going we, on a little drive, like going to you. a show or a carnival or a walk, you know, things like that. Like doesn't have to be, you know, like sit down exactly. dinner or anything, but the fact that you took the time to like create a special time for the person you care about yeah and like have quality time with them yeah. I guess that's also like knowing your love language and like everyone is different mm-hmm. that's true I don't know that's- I'm definitely like a quality time girl so I am too <laughs> um, I'm definitely I, I love quality time yeah so, yeah if someone um, takes the time to hang out with me right. you know because I feel like time is one of those things like you don't get back so for someone to, you know, take a, you know, like take a break from their busy work day or school day or, you know, time with their friends and their family to take time out of their day to come and spend time with you or to call you or something like that. I think for me, that goes a long way because it shows that they're putting in effort for that. Right. That makes sense. Wow. This is making me think a lot about like myself because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I am a quality time girl, but have I been giving quality time to my partner? Like, it's just, you know, it's just, it really does give you a lot of perspective because it's just yeah. like, sometimes you get into this circular mind mind thing where you're like, well, I need this. I need that. I need this. And then like, yeah. you can step back and you be like, well, wait, am I giving this back? Like, yeah, totally. You know, am I asking like, for too much and not exactly. giving it back? Absolutely. And like, the, and also like the question of like, am I asking too much? Is mm-hmm. is it, like, that's also something important from the other way around too. It's like sometimes you're just a person who does need a lot, and like yeah. you have to be honest with yourself and own that. And like, I think sometimes it's not even like, am I asking too much? It's just like, I need this much, and uh-huh. am I and me needing this much? Is that conducive or healthy for my part? Is that fair to my partner? Mm-hmm. And can they, is it something I need to ask if they are okay with? Like mm-hmm. check in with them and be like, I do need this much. And it might not be fair to yeah. ask this much of you, yeah. but will you still be willing to be with me even though I need that much? I yeah. think that's definitely important. And yeah. like, these are only conversations you can have if you're like sitting I think at it on a date because like mm-hmm. a date is such a great place to like sit and actually talk about mm-hmm. your goals and your mm-hmm. future and like your values. Mm-hmm. I think because I think that's really important because like at the end of the day, like you can agree to disagree on like not liking the same football team mm-hmm. or like yeah. not liking the same food or dessert or mm-hmm. like being a, a morning person versus being a night person. Yeah. But like, 
you can't fundamentally agree to disagree on like your values because that's just different. Like you're just different people. And like, in beyond that, it's like, should you have to? Yeah, that really got super deep. But I agree. No, I, I agree I, with all that. I think it's important. And I think like, if you're just hanging out all the time, are you ever really going to have those conversations? Mm-hmm. You or know? If it's always in groups. Like if you never have time for yourself, right. yes. you won't have an opportunity to have those discussions. Because yes. Those are not things that you necessarily want to talk about with other people exactly. around or Right. One of you might be okay with it, but the other one might not be, which is also just fundamental values. And like, you're different people. Exactly. And that's, and, and yes, you don't always have to agree, but like sometimes there are things where it, it really is hard to proceed if you don't. So it's good to, to know a lot of this off the bat. And, Mm -hmm. and you can do that when you actually take the time to go on a date and like spend time with the person you know, getting to know yep. them. Yep. And I think that that's, that's important. So mm-hmm. it, it, I do understand where they're coming from and that this like, kind of like, I don't really know what's going on thing is very frustrating. And I feel like the girls are just trying, I think they've been very kind of like open with that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The guys are just kind of like <laughs> very <laughs> a little all over the place. Out. Yeah. Yeah. The boys are a little more all over the place than the girls are. Right. And also, going back to the whole Ruka telling Risiko that he had a dream about her while they were taking a nap, and she was at the hair salon. If someone told you, like, that they had a dream about you, like, what would that make you think? It's really hard for me to say because, like, I don't know. I have dreams about people, and then, like, I won't share them. Yeah. (laughs) So it's hard for me to say. Because I don't really remember my dreams. Like, oh, I wow. okay. I rarely, rarely ever remember my dreams. So I definitely can't speak to be someone like, oh, I had a dream about you. However, if someone were to say that to me, I feel like a part of me would wonder, first of all, do they actually dream about that? Or are yeah, they yeah, saying yeah. that just to be flirty? Right, right, right. You just like, said, I, are they saying that to be flirty? Yeah, so like, I feel like that's kind of like a flirt. move, like, oh, I was dreaming about you. And also... What was the dream? You know, like were we dream- were in a dreaming that we were on a date, we were in a relationship, or are you dreaming that I was we're being murdered? Like, <laughs> I think contextually that plays in these different scenarios. But like I said, like I don't, I rarely, rarely, rarely remember my dreams. So, like, I will wake up and immediately forget them. I'm definitely for someone to be like, I had a dream about you. I'll be like, maybe I did, maybe I did it. So I definitely would find it a little, I don't know, a little off-putting, unless they, it was something like super funny. They're like, oh my god, this is so funny. I dreamt about this. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, what would your reaction be? I mean, I've, I've had. I mean, I do. I don't always remember my dreams, but I do remember them a fair amount. I also do that because I kept a dream journal when I was like in college for therapy and then it just became a thing that I became really into. And also I read Freud's interpretation of dreams, which mm-hmm. is very fascinating. Not so much for like just literal dream interpretation because I don't know, Freud is very Freud. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of people understand that. A lot of the things he said is weird, but I do tend to remember a lot of my dreams and I have said to people like I've shared them with people, but a lot of the times I've had dreams that are kind of like cremin- premonitory, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I've had dreams that have actually happened. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, like I do share 
them with people because I don't because I also have had dreams that haven't come true but yeah they always tend to mean something more which is why I write them down but I mean I have dreams about random celebrities or like people I only saw on the street once so it's like I don't really know always but then if it seems important then I will share it but mm-hmm. then I mean yeah when I am dating someone and I really like them like I, they'll show up in my dream mm-hmm. and then I share that with the person but like I'm knowingly I I do it on purpose I feel yeah. like sometimes like yeah. I share that with the person I like because I'm like yeah I had a dream about you because I miss you and like yeah. I was thinking about you like, yeah to me saying I had a dream about you is telling the other person like I was thinking about you I yeah. miss you like I care about you because I if I had a because I do have dreams about random people on the street like <laughs> I don't tell them that like I'm yeah. not gonna call up like my dad's old friend like hey sir you were in my dream like, <laughs> my dream. So yeah. Random. like yeah you would say uh, it in a way to you know kind of like flirt or like be like oh it's kind of cute you know like I was thinking about you right and I feel like the circumstance is a lot so like yeah. I understand what Risa is saying too because like Especially if you're kind of like coming, if you're waking up from a nap and you're kind of still asleep and you're just like blurting it out, like Mm -hmm. I get that. But also like you're living in a house together. Part of the reason you're living in a house is romance and Mm -hmm. like you just got into this house. You don't really know each other yet. You just went on a a hangout, (laughs) non-date date. date. Like agreed that you guys are like the easiest ones to talk to and everyone in the house is like kind of like yeah not like just propping you up and like fanning you and being like oh my god you guys are so cute together and things you know mm-hmm. so it's like I wouldn't be surprised if Riseko does ask herself like wait do I like Ruka like even yeah, if she doesn't does like me like yeah she might even go through a thing where she's just like isn't sure for yeah. a while because yeah. I think she, I would be really confused in her I situation. would definitely be confused like yeah. in Risiko's shoes I would be like I don't know what's going on right now mm-hmm. because even if Ru- Ruka like our little baby cinnamon roll like that cute face like doesn't understand what plain means like if that cute face was staring at you like I think it would be hard yeah <laughs> like, I don't know it just feels so innocent and like adorable that if I was Risiko I think I would just be like I don't know, man. Like, this is really I would tough. think that he would have, you know, good intentions. And I would think that, like, right. I don't know. Like, oh, he is flirting. He is interested. Like, we did right. go out. Like, I think I could see, like, why she's confused. Like, I think right. he is confusing. And I don't think he realizes it. Right. And, the, and that's what makes it hard. Because it's, right. like. Because I don't think he likes purposely. her that way. I don't so, think like, so either. Yeah. And she knows that he doesn't like her that way. Yeah. So it's, like, really disconcerting. Yeah. I don't know, man. Boys. <laughs> yeah I think I just I'm really excited to by the way reminding everyone this this is a weekly show that airs as these members are living in the house so there will come a point in a couple weeks where everyone in the house is going to be sitting in the playroom watching this episode together mm-hmm. yeah Sorry. so everything they're saying behind each other's back <laughs> each one of them are going to hear that about themselves yeah. too there's no so, like that it's this is like such a crazy unique situation. Yeah. So they're connected to all of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Ruka is going to watch his own actions, and then he's going to watch the panel talking about his actions, and then he's also going to watch the other student, the other not students, other members of the house talking about their actions. Mm-hmm. So like, he's going to watch Riseko telling Shohei like all this stuff. Yeah. Even or the even fact like that, Ruka, even like them Shohei, laughing like, about him not understanding what plane is. Like, yeah. Bearing that he's I mean, still yes. interested in Haruka, like. Yeah, oh my god, the Haruka stuff. Can you imagine? Yeah, like, he's still, like, he's still, like, literally after their date is still sharing that he's interested in her. So Risiko could see this and be like, oh, Sue, he wasn't really that interested. Yeah, I know. It's creepy. So let's move forward. Speaking of Shohei, Shohei and Corey, they went to go get drinks. Finally, Uh, we get to see their dates. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so cute. Um, this was amazing. So this was also, I feel like I need to just like discuss food on this show because we just there's lots of insane things and tamago kake gohan, which is like it's plain rice with a raw egg on top. <laughs> That's the one that she was like, I've never had this before. It's a very common, regular like household food but it's not like I think that what they said in the house is they think that Corey her like just the fact that her family and her she's really educated and her family has gone to like other schools and stuff they kind of implied that this type of meal might not have been common in her house mm-hmm. yeah as in you know it's very it's a very common Japanese food but it's also not something that always appears in every household like at yeah. a socioeconomic class I guess it wouldn't be surprising that she just didn't get it served at their house but it is very like common. I mean we didn't eat it but that's mostly just because my mom was not interested in in chicken and my dad was allergic to poultry and um, I didn't eat raw things like that so (laughs) but it apparently it's very tasty anyway (laughs) yeah she's never had that before which everyone was very surprised about but I just think that like you know, she also said something to me that was very revealing. She said that the reason why she never had it, though, not not any of the sociopolitical anything or economic, I guess, not sociopolitical, that this panelists were saying was that she didn't like that her perfectly white rice would have brown in it from show you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I just don't like that. Like, so you yeah. can, like, she's a very I thought that was very much interesting about her personality she also reveals at this dinner that she's under a lot of stress yeah. at the house. And she cried on the third night. She was yeah. sobbing quietly to herself. And that she feels a huge age gap with the other members of the house. And that she mm-hmm. hasn't felt able to connect to anyone. Mm-hmm. And she says that Sho- Shohei being in the house, like, literally saved her. Like, mm-hmm. she used the term, like, saved as in, like, you saved my life. Like, saved because in Japanese, like, the characters for the, the words they use have specific meaning. So, like, the specific, like, save she used was, like, save my life, save. Mm-hmm. So it's just really interesting, like, that she would use such a deep word for that. Yeah, feeling um, very serious and very open about yeah, that. Yeah, very serious, very open, which also, like, makes sense that she and it's just she's like under a lot of stress in the house I mean it would be tough I think because she's 28 and Haruka is 24 and uh, Risiko is 21 but like Risiko does feel very young like Mm -hmm. energy wise like she's very 
got a very youthful energy about her Mm -hmm. so like if you are very serious and like she seems like a very she came comes from like an IT background and Mm -hmm. Ivy League school so like I kind of know I mean it's it's very similar to the same kind of like waspy American like Ivy League kid like yeah just that stereotypical idea so I think Mm -hmm. it's not it's not off base to understand that she's under a lot of stress but then that also the fact that she you wouldn't have really seen it like she that was a surprise to me when she told yeah, me she, was it, crying she, she doesn't really draw like attention to herself like she definitely no, she doesn't, doesn't seem like she's like she's open in like a personal setting but right. she definitely you know isn't the center of attention doesn't seem like she right. wants to be the center of attention like she definitely kind of keeps things things to herself like I didn't even considered that she was feeling all this but once she started talking right. like I felt for her I'm like yeah like, honestly like seems like she's kind of looking out for everyone mm-hmm. you know may not be connecting at such a personal level that she you know I think that she was hoping and I think that's and I can see like why that's hard for her this is not a conventional living situation right. and she also said that she's never really lived with roommates before mm-hmm. so like she was really nervous about that coming into the house yeah. and like clearly it's not working out I get it like if you've lived most of your life without living with that many roommates I've been in a very similar situation I haven't lived with roommates a lot of my life I was a child I only really lived with roommates a couple times in college and like maybe once for a little bit out like when I became an adult mm-hmm. and other than that, I've only really lived with my family. So mm-hmm. it's just really tough when you get used to being on your own a lot and mm-hmm. like being really independent and always taking care of yourself and feeling like you have to kind of almost like mm-hmm. be your own person and take care of yourself because you don't feel like you can lean on anyone else or, wow, this is really sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I can yeah. I just, I, I was caretaking my parents because I had a, a sick parent and well, I had two, but like a cancer and diabetes and like, it was a lot. So like, mm-hmm. I just really tried to be as supportive as possible, but also like be as independent as possible because yeah. like, I wasn't trying to be a burden on anyone. Not that I am one, but that's how I felt at the time. You want to be able to support yourself and right. and for so yourself as well. I got to like my thirties, like I had a lot of, shells and like walls Mm -hmm. and shields that were up because I had been hurt a lot and Mm -hmm. I trusted a lot of people that didn't necessarily feel the same way about me in our friendship or just our romantic relationship or things like that which is okay and like I also am realizing a lot now that like I wasn't the perfect friend either and that's okay it's just you're just trying to get better I get it it's really tough I think when you're kind of, and when you're at 28, 20, like 30, when you're just really trying to get more serious about life and like, not about life, but your job and like your Mm -hmm. goals. And like, I can see why it would be really stressful to feel like you don't connect and then you're living with like all these people. And then you also feel, especially in Japan, where you feel like you have to really respect each other's boundaries. And like, there's this whole like, other level of just not intruding but like they're living and sharing a room they're not even just living together they're sharing a room yeah like it's actual roommates yeah like Like you're with people yeah like not just one bunk bed but three bunks like 
the same and they don't even have separate beds like they sleep yeah. on top of each other like yeah you can see in past seasons like a lot of the members when they have fights it's really hard for them like if you have a fight with someone you have to sleep in the same room like yeah a- you can't just like walk out and not talk to them for a few oh, days you're stuck, you're stuck or you get, like, yeah hotel. Or like I don't know, like I mean, I guess you could go home, home. You know, you should, like why? Then why are you on the show? It's like yeah. so uncomfortable. So yeah. yeah, I can get why it's a huge thing, but also like she did. It was voluntary. Like she mm-hmm. did decide to sign up. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's tough. It's very tough. I felt really bad for her. <laughs> I'm just like in my mind, I'm like it's really tough, and I was like, but it's also voluntary. Yeah, like, I'm, like she didn't also, have to like, do this. But, you know, it seems like she really yeah. did want to. And I like that she's staying in and still trying. Because, yeah. you know? I mean, you don't know what you're going to get when you sign up for this show. Yeah. So it's never the same. Yeah, um, and it's still pretty early on for her to, like, open up to Shohei, too. Like, she didn't have to tell him any of this. Like, she could have kept this all to herself. And so I like, you know, it seems like she's making an effort, you know, to kind yeah. of open up and, and she, connect more. She was trying to say it as, like, thank you for being there for me. Because yeah. you, are, you like, helped me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just, I really loved that. They have great banter. Their whole thing where after he, she says, I'm so glad like you saved me. And he's just like, oh my God, can you imagine what it was like? It would be like if you, if I wasn't in the house, he's like, you know, I think everyone in the house feels they're saved. Thank you. Yeah. And then she's like, all right, should we go now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was really cute. And then they just laughed. Like it was really funny. Like that, that seemed like such an adult Converse. It was like an adult date. Like even though Shohei insisted after Corey literally asks him point blank in this com- in at this dinner why he asked her out, like what his intentions were when he said, "I'm very in- I'm interested in you very much," or seriously, I'm so glad um, she asked this. Yeah, I'm so glad because like from all intents and purposes, the way he asked her was definitely aggressively romantic, like or just like yeah. interested romantically, even if he yeah. wasn't. I, I just love it for sight. He's just like, I'm into you. I want to take you out because oh. I want to f- you down. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like, because I feel, I don't know. Everyone keeps talking about Shohei looking like a porn star. And I just, I just, I feel like he, he I, I just, I get it. Like, I get it. <laughs> He's very, he has a lot of, maybe he's just like very pheromony. So easy to talk to. I feel like everyone is drawn to him. Like, he just has an energy that pulls everyone towards him. I feel like he's very magnetic. Like, yeah, I, there's just a man's about, space around him. Well, I don't know. It's just he is very he is very confident. And I don't like some of the stuff he says. I'm just like, I don't know if I agree with it. But the way he says it with such conviction is like, it's just <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then so he's she says, like, was it romantic or are you just curious as a person like in me? And he said, like, I am just wanted to get you to know you more as a person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you, though? <laughs> like, yeah. Going back now. I kind of have a feeling now on this show, Terrace House is so popular in Japan that I feel like fans are really into the people, like the members and stuff. And mm-hmm. like. And not just, like, regular fans, like, s- Japanese celebrities, too. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, maybe are they holding out for something better? Or are they just, like, yeah. excited by the attention? I don't know. Well, I think Who knows? it's early enough where, like, they all just kind of want to get to know right. each right other. Right now, you're right. 
they're they're not on the air now so no one yeah. technically knows who they are yet yeah right? so they're all kind so, of like i think with shohei like he had like immediate you know interest in Corey, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the end all be all you know like right, i think right. i think he wasn't you know following his first instinct that was right. like i want to get to know you in a you know a different setting and i think like, i came with all of them like i think all of them are just trying just- to kind of get to know each other I was just really surprised that he just, like, because his intention was just, it seemed so not... Interested and, like, romantic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it totally did. Weird. It totally did. And then he kind of played it off. That was like, yeah. Yeah, like I just, I, I wanted to chat with like you. I wanted to get to know you. Dishonest. Like, I yeah. felt like, I mean, I guess maybe you can put your cards, like, you don't want to put all your cards on the table. But, like, he was so confident and sure of himself in that yeah. moment. And then he just kind of, like, pulled back. And I was like, yeah. Like it just seemed really weird, but yeah, I agree. Maybe he's just trying to keep his options open. I don't know. I couldn't tell because, like, it's also he's just very bantery. So, like, I don't know if he's just being like an f boy. Yeah. yeah, you know, like it's yeah, just like it, he could it be just holding out like for it. something better. Yeah, yeah, like that's kind. Of, he's just like, well, I don't know. Like, yeah, I get. I just want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, because maybe he just maybe he's interested in someone else in the house. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Shohei. We got his detailed bio, and it wasn't really anything super surprising because he already kind of told us everything. He went to film school. That's why he wanted to become an actor. He moved to Taiwan. Like, literally everything he's already told us. Yeah. Including uh, his interior design job, construction interior design decorator. I don't really know. But that was really cool, and it was, like, a very cool upscale design studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make uh, – they, they build out – uh, offices and restaurants it seems uh, there were some pretty mock-ups and that conversation was pretty interesting he was trying to get his job back this his like the boss the ceo right. was talking to him and asking about you know acting and how much available time he has yes. and he's like oh i'm free every day and um you know the boss is kind of like well are you going to be devoting time to acting and Shohei right. was like, well, yeah, right. but I want to do interior design. And it made me, th- it, again, it, think about the discussion that he had earlier. Where, you know, even his boss is kind of like, eh, are you sure you want to come right. back? Like, should yeah. you be doing more acting? Like, just, yeah, he was saying, like, well, now that you're on Terrace House, like, maybe this will help get you a little bit more opportunities. And, yeah. like, your main, like, your main industry. And he was like, yeah. well, no, no, no. I'm actually really interested and in interior design. Yeah. And he's like, like you know, well, I don't work unless I get asked to. Like, His boss was like, but don't you make your own opportunities too, though? And he's like, well, I mean, I guess. Like, yeah, because yeah. like, don't you go to auditions? You should be going to auditions. You don't get a job unless you get asked to, but if you go on more auditions, I don't know, maybe you're more likely actually- to get jobs. Yeah, like, you it's have just, to- yeah. Give yourself uh, opportunities. And so I think right. it was interesting that even his boss was kind of like, right. mm-hmm. are you sure you want to do this? Right. Which makes me kind of think about, like, maybe this is just who he is. Mm-hmm. Maybe he says, like, I mean, even his boss is like, well, I thought you wanted to be an actor. And he's like, well, actually, no, I changed my mind. So, yeah. like, maybe him being, like, telling Corey, like, I'm very interested in you. Very seriously. Maybe him being like, well, actually, I'm not. It's just, like, who he is as a person. Because, yeah. like, he goes if he's phases. that way in his job, then why wouldn't he be that way in other areas of his life? Absolutely. Like, if I think I, I think mean, it goes in phases. It's like, yes, I'm interested in this. It feels like a pattern. And then I'm not. And yeah. I don't know. It feels like a pattern to me. Mm-hmm. So 
we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. That was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, even his boss said that. And, like, his boss would want him to work for him. Work, yeah. Like, yeah, it definitely wasn't coming across like, as, like, a, I don't want you to work here. It was like, yeah, we'll right. take you. But it seemed like his boss was, like, looking out for him. That was yeah. kind of like, are you sure? Like, like, is this what you want to do? Yeah. Like, you got on this show that is going to elevate you as a like and put a huge spotlight on you all over the world and like what he's saying isn't wrong because lauren Tsai, as i'm going to bring up again from aloha state the hawaii season two years ago is now a hollywood actress yeah are an actor and you go on and she wasn't even an actor when she went on the show she was an artist and she wasn't trying to act and now she has these opportunities because Mm -hmm. she like figured it out and like if you are an actor getting an opportunity like this is definitely a huge I'm sure there are tons of people who want to be on this show and so what his boss is saying isn't wrong so like it will leverage his career right so like it's very interesting to see that even though he's on the show like he's still this is how he like this Mm -hmm. is what he believes because this is yeah. just fundamentally how he is and like what he said isn't wrong like he said like you know you know I like to make sure I have a backup plan because my parents said that to me too they were like well if you know acting doesn't work out or like you know singing doesn't work out for me my case they're like do you have a backup plan like yeah. do you have are you gonna do and I was like yes I'm gonna also study business and then I'll do A&R and like sign bands or like I mean like this was me as an 18 year old so like Mm -hmm. I don't think that what he's saying is necessarily wrong and I think it's also different too and like it's probably also like your upbringing as well that's different I think each one of the kids in the house they're probably very different in how they were raised or like just you know the parents or uh, just I don't know like their environment or the group of people or the community around them so like if it was normal for them to like pick a trade or like for example for Haruka she's been working at acting since she was 15 and she's 24 now and she's still an actor so like to her she believes like if you stay at a trade like you will become an expert at it even if you don't like become a breakout star but that's because that is her life so she didn't believe that way I don't think she would be able to to continue working yeah and like I don't think she's experimented with a lot of things either because it kind of just shows like she's just focusing on one thing and so she's not one to necessarily try to become an you know good at everything and like she yeah because she does have other things but to her her other things are hobbies they're not yeah they're not a serious thing that you become super good at like she drag I mean she's drag racing her car to me that's more than a hobby but like but that, but to her, it's a hobby. Like it's a hobby is just for fun, so she can do that. Like, yep. and that's just who she is as a person. But like, mm-hmm. I understand where Shohei is also kind of coming from, and that like he's saying like I don't want to just work at something to like potentially enjoy something later. I I want to enjoy what I'm doing when I'm when I'm doing it, which yeah. I also get. It's just different people who like view work differently, mm-hmm. which well, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of side note, Corey and Kenny, um, I really liked they uh, were in the playroom and and Kenny was showing Corey his art and they were basically bonding over art. And like it was really cute how, first of all, I think it's insane that Kenny doesn't use a tablet and a pen and he uses 
paint in a computer in yeah, draw I, with a cursor. I like assumed that he like she had a tablet where he could like draw on. I'm like, that's so hard. He I can't even so like, talented. make a circle. Like, like that's I, so good. I can't. I literally forgot that that's how he drew his art. So like the fact that he spent, like he spends, he must spend hours doing. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Like, draw. It's so hard to draw with your mouse. Like, yeah. Like, I would love to see him <laughs> with a pen. You know, like on a tablet. I and see. I mean, can you imagine if how he much faster a pen? Oh my god, he would be insane. So good. And I also really loved also how she said like she she suggests she gave him a tip about how he puts a black outline on his drawing mm-hmm. and like he was like she said it even looks better without the draw the mm-hmm. outline so she like he gets rid of the outline and it's just the color inside with like negative space and it's so cool and she she says to him it's such a great compliment she mm-hmm. goes oh, man it just it even it makes me like a little not even it wasn't jealous it was just like She's just like, it's so good. She's just like, I just, I, she's like, I wish I thought of that. And yeah, she was like really admiring his work and yeah. like genuinely seemed interested. Like, it was really cool. And, and then a lot of the panelists said like, they think that Koro and Kenny should just get together because they have such a good vibe and energy. They totally and, do. And like, I natural. Yeah. Like, I would love to see them together. The house. I definitely could see that happening. And then that made me think like, having they were talking about having something in common mm-hmm. with your partner like a yeah. hobby or something you do together that you both enjoy like do you think that that's important in a relationship do you think that that ends up creating stronger bond in a relationship or not a lot of the people on the panel thought that it did and mm-hmm. that it actually I agree. It makes sick like, for a stronger relationship and bond. Yeah, I do too. I don't think you have to necessarily agree, you know, on everything, on every hobby. But I think having something like this, something significant, at least one thing, especially in the beginning when you're first trying to get to know someone, like having any kind of bond or something that you connect over, right. I think does create a stronger, a stronger connection. And also, like, it helps build a foundation for a partnership because yeah. you can kind of understand each other mm-hmm. in a very similar way. I also understand, too, when it comes to artistic professions, that sometimes mm-hmm. it can be a hindrance. It can be difficult yeah, to separate. Because, like, yes, to separate it and yeah. to not get competitive mm-hmm. or to also, like how Corey said to Kenny, she was like, oh, I wish I had thought of that for my own yeah. art almost. Mm-hmm. Like, when does that become complimentary versus resentful yeah or jealous yeah like you don't that's such a fine line and I think that a lot of creative partnerships can suffer from that like Mm -hmm. I mean look at all of these that's why you know it's a pretty big thing in Hollywood for people to stay together for so long because Mm -hmm. a lot of relationships if both partners are actors and one for example becomes a little bit the one's career becomes a little bit more skyrocketing than the other and the other one gets stagnant like sometimes those relationships end up falling apart like yeah. Witherspoon and Ryan Felipe or mm-hmm. Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris or yeah. I don't know a lot of yeah. these relationships yes there are other things that may have contributed to and we don't know their relationships so it's hard for us to say what is wrong but a lot of partnerships in Hollywood tend to not work out. 
Yeah, because they first and bond over, you know, they're acting exactly. or they're faint. And then things the like power that. dynamic changes. Or, exactly. Yeah. And it makes and it hard it just, for both parties right. to then understand each other at that same level once things yeah. are changing dynamically like that. So what do you think is, is important for relationships like that? Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not qualified to ask or answer that question, but like if, for example, Kauri and Kenny were to get together, I feel like, and and it were to get to a point where maybe like, you know, Kenny isn't, for example, classically trained in drawing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but Kauri has been doing, I mean, she's been doing this for a while and like, I don't think she actually is trained. Like, I don't think she went to art school. But, you know, for someone who quit her job to do art, like mm-hmm. someone who is not, whose main vocation is music, right, mm-hmm. but hasn't quit their full-time job to do art because he yeah. says he also wants to professionally do art. Yeah. Like if they were to get together, especially because this does go back to the tempura incident conversation mm-hmm. and how she shared, like she wanted to be taken seriously, which is mm-hmm. why she quit her previous job, like it, what would they need to do to to ensure that they don't go down this path of like well the thing that would make me in, like a little worried with their situation is I would be afraid of Kenny potentially taking advantage of this right of right, Corey, right you know because she's I feel like with her doing it professionally um, mm-hmm. I feel like she's in a little bit of a place power, of power. Position. yeah and I would be afraid you know if you know, because I feel like I feel okay. So, like, let me like backtrack a little bit. I think learning from each other, you know, so like having her learn a, a little bit about software, having him do more stuff with a tablet and like actually drawing, I feel like that, you know, just kind of like learning and building their craft is a good thing. I think right. that's where that's positive. The thing is when the relationship and the professional relationship differs. So, you know, she talks about how she has like a show or something. You know, if she were to put him in the show, you know, that would make things a little hard because it's like, yes, you want to support, you know, your friend or your significant other, right. but you also don't want to feel like the basis of their career is based on you helping them. Right. Solely, if that makes unless, sense. Unless they had like both decided that they want to collaborate and like yes Karori was the one who was like no we should collaborate like instead yeah. of like Kenny like pushing her to like be like put me in your show put me in your show put me yeah, in your show like, like yeah yeah like, I, I feel that. like you know if you're a writer you know if you're a couple and you both right, are right, writers right. you write your own stuff and you're like okay like let's write a book together we're gonna benefit mm-hmm. from this together like as a team right so in those situations it, it, it there's a fine line and I think I it think is hard with those creative professions I think you do have to be careful mixing your relationship and your work right and like how much do you want the other person involved too Mm -hmm. and like and how much do they want to be involved and if they choose to not be as involved in your relation in your career Mm -hmm. I guess would that hurt you for example like if you're both writers and you're both authors and if one partner reads the other person's book but the other doesn't even Mm -hmm. though you said you know, like, would that, how much would you, I don't know if I'm wording this correctly. Like, I don't know how. You mean, like, supporting, like, supporting yeah, each like, other? Oh, like, would that, it's so hard. Because it's like, yeah. I feel like times you would have to be constantly checking in with each other. Like, I think it would be important to check in with each other and be like, hey, like, are we good? 
yeah are, are we on the same page like are we both okay with this exactly like for me is it like it really matters to me if you read my books so mm-hmm. would you mind reading them and then yeah. if the other person was like I'm not really interested in your books uh, but I know it's important to you so I will read one or like, yeah. like would you want them to still do that or would you want them to be like no actually like I just I for the sake for the health and sake of our relationship I think it's good if we don't do that I don't know maybe the communicating is what's important it definitely then is. at I- that point you can be like okay well I need to be with someone who does read my books or yeah, who does like, support my work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess that is important. I guess that's what you need. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That's yeah. a lot of work. No, that's really hard. And like I said, that kind of goes from the first bonding over the passion right, right. to wow. having a relationship and making it professional. Like I, there is a line. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, it's like, sometimes it is like, cause I've dated people that I have a lot of stuff in common with. And like mm-hmm. in certain ways, it's really great. Cause like when I was in law school in a lawyer, as a lawyer, you're not allowed to really tell people anything about like your case mm-hmm. ever, like, or anything you're working on. So like, sometimes it's nice when you're dating someone else in the profession because they understand that. Yeah. So like, they won't push you or like mm-hmm. they they also understand they can't tell anyone so like if you tell your spouse or like your partner like they'll be your person mm-hmm. like and hope you keep the secret or like keep yeah because they know like how important it is to do that yeah exactly yeah. because they also are like and also with like if you're married you can tell your spouse anything and they're basically bound by by spousal like they don't say anything or whatever anyway beside the point but yeah, like that helps. I mean, if you're both writers or like, or for example, if one of you is a writer or like writes film or like movies or TV and like you want to constantly be watching TV, but the other person is like not into that and like mm-hmm. really like sports and like likes to do sport things like, but you're not an outdoorsy person, that can be a challenge unless you are willing to meet each other. Yeah. If you're like, well, you're like, I'm not really into this, but because you like it, I'll you know, and watch I, this you. or I'll go do that, right. you know, in hopes that maybe you would do the same for me. But then at that point, like you also can't expect the other person to like do the same for you either. Cause that's also not fair. But I guess yeah. like that, that's the thing is like, if you are communicating, if that's okay, and like you mm-hmm. have each other's consent, then that makes it okay. Yeah. So I guess the, it all boils down to communication. Is, yeah. And just being is, open and honest. Cause like, if you're not expressing how you're actually feeling, then yeah. you're not really going to get anywhere. Yeah, it's true. I, I can't remember relationship gurus. Oh wow. <laughs> Look at uh, us. <laughs> oh, we're so awesome at this. I wish I could take my own advice sometimes. Because yeah, same. Apparently, when it comes to my own life, not really good at we taking my own advice. Yeah. <laughs> but we're good at, you know. Oh, we're so good at giving else. it, though, aren't we? Um, amazing. So, Ruka and Shohei and Haruka. So, let's go first with the Shohei and Ruka conversation on the roof, I guess. First of all, they both smoke cigarettes, which I think we have to highlight because everyone on the panel was just very turned off by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're yeah. like, no. And it is still kind of a big thing in 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 um Japan, I think. Mainly because there's no real vice vices available. Like there's no guns. Handguns are illegal. There really aren't any drugs at all uh, around in Japan. So um, do a lot of people smoke cigarettes in Japan? Cigarettes and a lot of people drink alcohol pretty much. And I got in I got grounded for in, the entirety of high school because my parents found a, a pack of Marlboro Reds in my back. 
which I really didn't smoke. I bought them and I had smoked like one, but I bought them to like give to my friends because I wanted to be cool, but I wasn't at all. (laughs) Um, And now you just got in trouble. Yeah. And I just got in trouble and got grounded all the time. But like the thing with, with, with tobacco too, is like, I think tobacco, you have to be 18 in Japan or maybe it's tobacco and, and, and alcohol is 20. I can't remember. No, it's pretty big. Pretty much everyone starts smoking in high school. Yeah, pretty much everyone. I mean, it's not as big now as it used to be because, like, when I was in high school, everyone used to be able to smoke inside clubs. Pretty much in college. So, like, 2000s, like, Mm -hmm. vending machines on the street that didn't require IDs. So, like, if you weren't 20, like, you could still buy stuff at a vending machine and no trouble. And they don't really card you there either. So, okay. More accessible, like it's just more available yeah. to everyone. FYI, people, but yes, they don't really. When I was growing up, they weren't really into that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much how they deal with life, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, that conversation was really interesting. I wanted to bring up and pose this question that was asked in that conversation, which was, are you the type of person who decides within the first few moments or not whether you like someone romantically or do your feelings change over time? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is very interesting because this is like a question like, are you a love at first? It's kind of like, do you believe in love at first sight yeah. or not? And, or do you believe in like friends to lovers basically mm-hmm. as well? Cause like some people are just friends and they don't want anything more other than friends. And like, it will never evolve into something. And some people it changes. One of my favorite online relationships is Ariel Vandenberg and Matt Cutshall who are best friends forever and then now they're engaged it's Mm -hmm. adorable but I mean what about you I'm definitely not a love at first sight I'm definitely like maybe a crush at first sight you know infatuation at first sight but my feelings definitely change over time once I get to know someone like I'm definitely someone that is a friends to lovers most of my most serious relationships were with people who were close friends that I kind of get to know feel like when you met these people though like were you into them when you first met them like did you think like "Ooh, I'd be into that if this went romantic like did you feel that within the first few moments of like meeting this person yes I would say in the first few moments yeah and then I get to know them and then I'm like nah like we're just friends you know carry on just friends for a while and then realize like oh like we do kind of work together or I do like this about this person the nice thing about like friends of lovers is that you already have a connection. You know, you're already comfortable with someone. I feel like you pass that like awkward like dating stage, if that makes sense. You just so kind weird. of like progress. So I'm definitely someone that would prefer to be friends with someone before getting into a relationship okay. versus like just like going on dates, you know, and kind of like starting. Yeah. Just by dating. Um, and I think that's just, uh, partially because of me. Like I'm just a very... Like, I can be really shy and, like, it can be hard for me to, like, open up. Right, get there. Yeah, it's easier for me to connect as a friend, I feel like, at first. And it's hard for me to, like, catch, like, real feelings. Like I said, I can have infatuation. I can, you know, first meet someone be like, oh, my God, like, they're so cute or they're so fun and kind of feel like, oh, maybe. But I feel like I wouldn't actually act on those feelings for a little bit. Wow. Yeah, but that actually does make me feel very, like, that does feel like a very accurate assessment of you. Yeah, like, what do you think? What about for yourself? What do you see? Uh, I feel like I've been in both situations. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of the people I've dated, there have been, there have definitely been people that I've dated where I've, I've, I've been like, I like this person, they're cute, and then we hang out, and like, then I'm like, mm, didn't really like you that much. Yeah, I, I've been there. I mean, yeah, I've, I I've too. also been like, I've dated, I've been on Bumble and Tinder and all those apps mm. and that people tell you not to do. I think apps are great sometimes. Um, it really depends on the situation, I think. And I think certain apps are different than a da- mm-hmm. other dating apps. Yeah, uh, I have so many friends who got married, like, because of dating apps. I was yeah, literally just at my best friend's wedding in November and she married someone she met on Hinge who and her husband's brother and sister are both married and engaged on Hinge Mm -hmm. and two other people in that wedding with me I was a bridesmaid also met their now husband's on tinder and bumble so Mm -hmm. it's really common like it's a lot more common than people think yeah Um, and certain jobs it's like hard to meet people like for example when you work from home and freelance hi it's really hard to meet people so i get it not out you know you're not out at the bars you're not out at the restaurants or on a walk you know things like that where i feel like you you meet people that yeah you know being on a dating app is a quick way to meet a lot of people but then it's also like I get, but there is more of a chance that way where it doesn't like it's it's tough because I feel like with dating apps, I'm the type of person on dating apps where I like to talk to someone like mm-hmm. a week or two before I get like meet with them in person. Yeah. Which isn't really what people like. But mm-hmm. also I'm very busy. So like I don't usually have I never usually had free time when mm-hmm. I would like when people would be like, oh, are you available, like, to hang out? I'd be like, um, maybe, Not like, really. next next uh, Friday. And it would, it would be, like, add to my Tuesday. schedule. <laughs> you know, it'd just be like, not this week, but next week, Friday. Like, and they'd be like, yeah. okay. And then I'd be like, and then I'm going out of town for two weeks. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, uh, and then I'd just be traveling. Yeah. So for me, like, I, I've also been in, like, I've been in times where I literally, like, just haven't dated. So, like, I mm-hmm. would, like, have people I hang out with. And, like, go on dates with or, like, you know, sleep with. And then, like, it just was, like, a thing. And then it just wasn't nothing more. It was just, like, convenient. Uh And then I have friends who, like, or partners that, like, it, uh, we, I really liked them. And then over time, it just became more like we were best friends Mm -hmm. and we were really close and supporting each other. So, like, I think for me, like, the, more times than not, the opposite happens where, like, I start dating someone and I really like them. And then I realize, like, actually, I think we'd be better as friends, like, <laughs> as opposed to like being friends with someone mm-hmm. and then dating them. That yeah. hasn't happened to me as much. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it's because, like, I don't usually, like, it's been very rare for me that, like, usually if I like someone, I know I like them mm-hmm. pretty quickly off the bat. Yeah. Do you feel like you know your type? Like, do you feel like when you meet someone, you, like, kind of know, like, yes, this is someone I'll connect with? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can meet someone and kind of, like, energetically kind of, like, no. It's an energy thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's an energy thing. Like, I I, I guess that's what it is. Like, I just, um, I, like, if if I feel comfortable around someone, like, that's, like, a huge thing for me. And um, someone who makes me feel like I can be myself and not feel like I have to be on I guess like I can be off and it would be okay and like I could be quiet and it would be okay Mm -hmm. um and it would be fine that's really more of my 
thing, I think. But then, I don't know. It's not like my track record has been great. So <laughs> I don't really know. Like, yeah. uh, I usually go off a vibe. So mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I don't know if I'm like the right. I, I'm not my, my type. I don't have like a quote type. My friends will tell you my type is a uh, Kendall complex, but I, I just, <laughs> I'm like, really? Because I don't, I don't see it, but <laughs> so you agree with that? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, a lot of the guys they date have been really attractive. So like, yeah, honestly, but- I could see it now that you mention it. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. God, um, I'm not intentionally doing it. I, <laughs> but it's I the vibe, it's the energy. I don't know. I feel like you just kind of, you know who you connect with. I feel like you I guess. No. It's so bizarre. (laughs) It's just interesting. Also, I wanted, oh, because to me, it was just kind of interesting that um, this was a conversation that um, Shohei and Ruka had Mm -hmm. because then it kind of went back to kind of like, are you the type of, because it kind of reminded me of what like Shohei, because Shohei asked Ruka this conversation, but like, Mm -hmm. I really kind of wish Ruka asked Shohei this question. Yeah, to see, yeah, because he did kind of. I want to know if he is the type of person who Mm -hmm. decides first or like, this is different because like, Mm -hmm. this is literally what happened with him. Yeah. He was aged in the first and then was kind of like, maybe just friends oh, I was like why I was like et tu Brutus like give me the answer <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. oh. and then he goes and then and then after all of this right during this conversation Shohei kind of like puts a seed in Ruka's head and I was like why aren't you asking out her Ruka like don't yeah, you aren't you still interested her Right, Are you because jealous. He, right, because he, they're talking about the Riseko stuff, but then he just like pops in, like, "Well, didn't you hear Kenny and Haruka?" Like he's stirring the pot a little. He bit. totally is. He's kind of like, yeah. "Are you jealous?" Because like Haruka's right. like, "Are you asking me if I'm jealous?" He's like, "No," but then like, he goes, "Well, maybe if I had like talked to her more, I would feel right. weird." So he's like, kind of like, "Well, right. maybe a little," yeah. but like, I feel like yeah. because he hasn't gotten to know her enough yet, he kind of feels like no. Right justification for being jealous he was so cute though he was like if i talk to her between more between now and then too like then maybe i might feel different again i was like oh Oh, i was like he's a little jealous yeah i was like (laughs) he's not really sure how to handle it well because he also said that he is the jealous type yeah he and shohei are the jealous type so whereas kenny is not but I mean, Kenny, Kenny, I don't, I literally don't know what Kenny's thinking. I feel like he thinks that all the girls in the house like him. <laughs> that one's a price. Like, I don't know. I, just, I feel like that's what he feels like. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm super cool. Uh, yeah, I'm um, um, whatever. I don't know. It's just I'm insane. Sure. Yeah. But, dun 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 Ruka pulls up his big boy pants. Oh, I'm so proud of him. Of the show. He tells Haruka... We will pick her up after she grabs her guitar. Because he's making money moves. Seriously making money moves. He's he's and this is a really smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he did it really casually too. Yeah. Like, like let me just help you out. Thing. He was just like, oh, like blah blah blah. Like what's happening? And she was like, yeah, I need to go get my guitar. Oh, he asked her if she was he was gonna if she was gonna go get her guitar. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, but like I only have a hard case. Mm-hmm. And, so heavy and he's like well what time are you gonna get it I'll pick you up mm-hmm. like I want you to have to carry that on the train for an hour like 
I mean, come yeah, it's kind of like, oh, let me do you a favor. Let me help you yeah. out. Like, yeah. you're welcome. And then Haruka is like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. That is so thoughtful. Like, mm-hmm. my thing is so heavy and like, oh, my arm, it's like, it would just <laughs> like it would tear off. And she's like, so <laughs> thankful. It was a little over, over the yeah, top. But totally yeah, it was very cute. And, um, and then Haruka's like, oh, I'm going to go get my stuff. And then she goes away. And then Shohei's like immediately, like Shohei and Ruka are like staring at each other, smiling. <laughs> Shohei like looks at him like, <laughs> like back. literally like, over mm-hmm. his shoulder and like pl- throws his body over the yeah. table. He's like, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. And then he's all like, he's just like, well, why didn't you ask her out to, to eat? Like, why? Is that it? Like, yeah. And like, kind of like, okay, once about a time, like, be patient with me. This was a big deal. <laughs> give me some time, okay? Just going to eat. Like, people, everyone has to do it. Like, I don't understand. Like, don't just overthink it. While you're driving, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, he's like, he's like, uh, uh, uh. Oh, wait, that happens after she leaves first. Uh-huh. And then he goes, look, she left. You didn't ask her. And then he's like, uh, and he's so frustrated. And then Shohei goes, well, why don't you just ask her, like, while you're driving the car? So you, you don't, don't have to make eye contact. Yeah. Like, I mean, he can't even make eye contact. Like, this is, yeah. I mean, Shohei is, like, literally handing this, this, this date on a silver platter. Like, yeah. He's like, I mean, just listen to me very like, true. this. And plus, not only does it make it look not so like obvious but it makes it look kind of cool because it's like oh yeah like it just makes it look super casual like because you're like oh yeah like do you want to like go get something to eat now Mm -hmm. like and then he she could be like oh yeah sure or like you know like because they're gonna drive home anyway so yeah it's still be hanging out in the car like talking and stuff yeah which is cute if if Shohei not Shohei if Bruka could actually like talk yeah hopefully being in the car will help yeah, and then so at the end of the episode, we see Ruka twinning with the red <laughs> with the red jacket, red shirt, which is adorable. Um, and Haruka goes, "I saw you. You're red. Look, you're twins with the car. It's so cute." Uh-huh. And then he picks her up. He carries. He runs over to her to carry her to her guitar uh-huh. for her. Very chivalrous. And then they go in the car and they drive away. And boom. Boom. End of episode. End of episode. What it's will happen frustrating. next? <laughs> what happens next? I don't know. Will Ruka pull will up his he? big boy pants again and will ask he? her out? Yeah. Will he, will he be too out? shy? Will he'll just sit there in awkward, know. silent conversation? Oh my all gosh. <laughs> I'm so curious. I don't understand how they cut these episodes like yeah, this. Where I'm like, oh, I'm like, I know what he says. It's, so what's really funny is that like. The audio commentary for the panelists when they're because they're it's running actually they they comment the entire time the scenes are showing as well and so if you are Japanese like me you can watch it with the audio description on so you can hear the panelists talking and they're commenting kind of like people's couch watching the show as you're watching it and then they basically recap for what you see for subtitles um, in the inserts. But when this happened, like they were just like freaking out. <laughs> they freak out every time. Like, and they always guess like where the cut is gonna happen, like the drop. And they're like, they're like, oh, 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 they're gonna drop, they're gonna drop. And then they're like, <laughs> and then they're like ah, and they get so frustrated and they talk into the the, the um end credits. And it's just so funny. Like, 
it's literally one of my favorite things to listen to like just them like yeah where's the where's the end I know it's just it's very hard to not to stop you guys every time we we do one of these I make Caitlin stop watching yeah like every time I'm like oh my god I'm like I wish I could watch the next oh because every time the episode ends I'm like what happens I'm like I want to know like I get so curious like they are like sucking me in with those endings you have serious self-control I'm because doing good. I'm pretty proud of myself. We'll see things. as this goes on. We'll see if myself yeah, we'll see how it goes. starts to laugh. I've already watched all the episodes. So like, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm up to date. So um, yes, I, I feel kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero self-control. That is why I watch <laughs> weekly. I really think I probably need to stop now that we've decided to do this. I really probably should stop watching live, but it's really tough, guys. It's really hard for me. Self-control. Oh, God, I have Suffer none. with me. I know, I need to. <laughs> this week it was off because they're usually on for four weeks and they're off one week. So last week they were off and our friend Jesse the Reader um, DM'd me and uh, he on, on YouTube and Instagram. He's a book blogger on YouTube or booktuber, I guess. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, side note, but like he literally DM'd me and he was like, Michelle, there's no new episode this week. What is happening? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's the off week because we just had four in a row. So we're uh, four on, one off. And he was like, why did I not know this? I was like, dude, I told you four weeks ago. <laughs> the torture. He's probably like so ready to, for another episode. He's like, like, oh. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> I needed yeah. things are happening right now. Last week was insane. So or two weeks ago. So, yeah, I get that. I really probably should stop. I'm going to hold off as long as I can, but I can't make any promises anyway. All right. right. So I think right now we're kind of, we've, we've summed everything up. We've asked some big questions and had some discussions. Mm -hmm. I think we've had a a pretty solid episode and we're really excited to see what, what happens next week or next episode, I guess. Caitlin, where can we find you on social media? So I make bookish movie kind of like pop culture content and you can find me at YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Screen Books and I have a website which is CaitlinFoster.com. Awesome and you can find me on social media um, at tediously underscore brief and that's on Twitter and Instagram and you can also find my book Instagram or my book blog at traveling book nerds on Instagram. And I think that's it. I will have a website soon, but it's not ready yet. So <laughs> it, it should be soon. Jack, Jackie will know when. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back here next episode. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Hi, everyone. This is Jack again, just popping in to let you know where you can find us and listen to us on the interwebs. So like every podcast in the world, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, but you can also find us on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, and so many others. Whatever your favorite provider is, you will be able to find Terrorist Out Podcast. If there's somewhere that we are not, please be sure to email us and let us know so we can submit and get us on there because we want to cover all of the spots. And you can find us at terroristout at gmail.com. And while you are going down the list of all of these wonderful distribution platforms for Terrorist Out, be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts slash iTunes 
to rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the show thus far. We absolutely would appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you.